Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. On the line, we're joined by Ivan Chauge from iChauge Attorneys to help us with such issues. Good morning, Ivan. Morning, Anthony, and morning to your listeners. How are you? I'm well, I'm well, and how are you? I'm good. Hey, did you hear these stories, Ivan? Yes, my heart is breaking as I listen to them, hey? When, uh, let's focus on this one that we received from Simon. So, you read the details. He made payment before the car was, uh, was even, they were able to change ownership. This friend of his passed away, right? They had a gentleman's agreement. They shook hands, and it was a done deal. What can Simon do in this case? And how are such cases handled where there is no formal contract, no formal agreement, just a shake of hands and Bob's your uncle? Okay, so Dombi, I think the first thing that we have to deal with here. I, so again, the the person who he bought the car from has passed on, right? Yes. Yes. So there are two elements to this to this uh, scenario. The first one is obviously. Uh, whether there is a contract between him and the deceased. Mm-hmm. And the second element to this uh, issue is uh, how then can he go about enforcing his rights in terms of that contract to a person who has now deceased? Yeah. So like I've, we've previously stated in the show before, is that um, a contract is uh, an agreement between two people who have a serious intention to create bind- binding obligations mm. amongst each other or between each other. Mm. So as long as they can agree... Uh, that he was that the deceased was going to sell the car and that he was going to buy a car, that would suffice. Uh, that that's normally not even an issue as long as there's an agreement and he's made his part of the obligations, i.e., he has paid uh, over the installments for the car and he has paid the car in full. Yeah. Then he can say, look, I fulfilled my end of the deal or of the agreement or of the contract, and therefore I'm now entitled to the vehicle. And, now, yeah, go on, yes. go on. So I was now moving on, obviously, to the second part of this issue is now, okay, we, you can establish that you have a contract with the person who has now uh, deceased. Now you want to obviously enforce your contract. Yes. So what now must happen is that in terms, uh, in, in South Africa, an estate, a person who has passed on, an estate has to be opened in terms of the administrations of mm-hmm. a state act. Now, in terms of that act, uh, a person obviously, once a person passes on the family, as an obligation to go to the master and report that this person has passed away mm. and then open an estate account. Mm. Now, once they have opened an estate account, they have, in terms of Section 29, an obligation to send out a notice to creditors gotcha. informing them that this so person so has, has passed, passed, away. Gotcha. passed away. And then, if anyone has a claim, they must come forth with their claim mm. and claim against the estate mm. of the deceased. So this notice must be published in the news, in the local newspaper, and it also has to be published in the government gazette. Mm. Now, your advice to listeners who find themselves having made a gentleman's agreement without any knowledge of what may happen in the future. And I'm assuming a gentleman's agreement is similar to a verbal agreement. I'm on the phone with you and you say, hey, listen, I've got this car. I say, I want a car. And because of the trust that we have, I then start paying money or I then hand over the goods or hand over a car or hand over whatever, right? That's considered a gentleman's agreement. No formal yeah. agreement whatsoever. Now, where, 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 what must people do in that incident, in that case? So, like, I've, I've previously stated, Domi, like, uh, an agreement doesn't actually have to be in writing. That oh, is an okay. option. Okay. But what we always advise people is to avoid complications. 
so that it's clear what the intentions of parties were, have your agreement reduced to writing. Mm. Because there are certain instances where there are agreements that are required by law to be in writing, like, for example, the sale of a house. You cannot sell a house without having a written agreement. You need to enter into a written agreement to purchase a house. But with any other agreement uh, that does not that is not required by law to be in writing, you can have a gentleman's agreement. You can shake hands and say, look, uh, I'm sending you this. Uh, these are the terms. Once you pay me, then I can take possession of whatever item that you're mm. selling to me. But like I always say, have your agreement reduced to writing. Again, this is important when this person is deceased because the administration of uh, state gives you an option to lodge a claim. Like I said, when the uh, when the executor uh, publishes publishes a notice. But most importantly, the if the if the executor disputes the claim, then they can request you to bring an affidavit, an affidavit detailing the nature of the agreement you had with the decision. So that you can then say, look, this is the agreement, this is what happened, here are the proof of payment, clearly I have a valid claim against this disease, and then the claim was for, for example, a contract to buy, purchase a vehicle. Can I then have the vehicle? And then, then that claim would then be dealt with in that manner. So, Ivan, listen, uh, Simon has already lost 80,000 rand. How expensive is it for him to now approach the the deceased estate and try and claim uh, this car or even maybe a refund if the wife says nope I get we told Lemot. So in this situation, it's not really that expensive at this stage of the of the process because here he merely has to send a, requ- a written request to say I have a claim against this deceased. You can do it via registered post, which is sending it via the post office, mm. and also send an email to the executor saying which in this case would be the the wife who would be appointed executor and then mm. she would then appoint an agent being an attorney to assist her depending on how complicated the estate is but they just merely send an email and a letter by registered post to say look i have a claim uh of so much i paid this amount for i paid eighty thousand for a vehicle and now i either expect you to give me the vehicle as per the terms of the agreement or pay me back my money if that then becomes impossible at that stage, it's not expensive. The problem becomes if the executor says, I am disputing this claim, or they okay. reject the claim. If they reject the claim, then now you have to now go through the normal processes of approaching a court, and then you would then sue the estate for either for enforcement of the contract, getting your the vehicle, or to receive your money back. Yo, so we've received a call right from Itumeleng. Itumeleng invested 85,000 rands uh, into building uh, Amarum outside of his grandmother's house, right? So they also had a gentleman's agreement. Listen, Koko, I'm going to build these rooms outside of the house. And then what you will do is you will take rent for one of the rooms. And then the other four rooms, you give me the money. Koko agreed. And then now, hey, it started becoming tricky because family members got involved and then there was a dispute. And then eventually the house was sold. So Itumeleng now has lost 85,000 rands. No one, uh, when the when the house was sold, gave him back his money to say, hey, listen, you did build property. You did build these rooms. What must Itumeleng now do? So Antonio, I must first uh, outline that if you're going to enter into an agreement that involves uh, that involves giving a person rights to a property, then such agreements are really important for you to have them in writing. Yeah. Because the issue here is that if you build uh, a structure in someone else's property, yeah. that structure automatically falls 
within that property, therefore meaning that the owner of the land then becomes the owner of that structure as well. Yeah. Now, it then becomes complicated if this person passes on, and then the agreement that you and them had, you can no longer enforce because the family members now get involved and say, no, no, there's no such. And remember, once they uh, wind up the estate and then their ownership or that property has been sold, like you've been saying, then the new owner can simply say, nope, that's none of my business. This property is mine. I bought it. However, it's not the lost. uh, Hope is not all lost. What this particular person can do now is that they can obviously institute a claim for unjustified enrichment from the person who is now the owner of that property. Say, look, I spent so much money building rooms here. These are the invoices, and you would be unduly enriched if you don't pay me back for the money I spent in building uh, these rooms outside or in in the in the, in, in your property. Hi, Ivan. I be complicated, good tricky. But I think the most important lesson I got from our conversation is it doesn't matter whether we love each other, we trust each other, we are family, we are not family. Always write things down. That's the most pressing thing you should be doing. Yeah. Always reduce it to writing. Reduce yes, it we to are writing. friends, yes, we are family. Even even a marriage contract in in terms of an NC is written down for precisely this reason. So for any other agreement that you want to make sure that you don't lose out, reduce it to writing. And whether the person passes on or not, it would be easy to prove your contract. You don't have to bring statements and affidavits and all, all those other things to prove your claim. So contact details for those people, and there's plenty that are going through such. Where can they get a hold of you so that you can... So they can get advice? a hold of me either via email, and then my email, my personal email is ivan at icattendance.co.za or our office email, which is info at icattendance.co.za or they can give me a call on 078-962-2026. And I know uh, our people love WhatsApp, so they can reach me yeah. on WhatsApp as well. Hey, on we love number. WhatsApp. We love WhatsApp. Oh, but <laughs> thank you so much, Ivan. Thank you so much. Ne? Thank you, Dombi, for having me. Have a lovely day. Thank so, you. Bye. You too. Hey, guys. I know we love each other. I know we are family. And they say blood is thicker than water. But before you sell the car, before you do... Yay! Write it down. Have your signature there, have the person's signature there so that you don't have issues later on. And it's not personal. It's not personal. It's just business. Radio 2000 Podcast.